Hello everyone, welcome back to The Geek Wave. This is the low budget show. It's the show so low it has no budget. And it is the holiday season. We are in the final month of 2022. Where does the time go? A never-ending cycle of just things happening. The world is never-ending and we will end in it sometime. But you know what? Let's not, let's not, let's not get too dark. You know, I don't, I don't want the things to get too sad here. We have a couple of interesting things to talk about. For starters, it's the holiday season, as I said. Let's talk about some holiday icons I'm going to create for you today. And before we even get into that, we have a lot of trailers to talk about. Like, all of the news I have this week is trailer-related, which is interesting. So we'll spend a little bit of time talking about those, and then we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back. We will talk about the Christmas characters I'm creating. I, I, I don't know. You know, it's just time to create. I haven't done one in a while where I create new icons of stuff. I did, like, the horror movie one a while ago. I did the Predator one recently. Let's talk about Christmas, baby. Just that holiday. The most marketed, celebrated holiday of all time. Like, is that it? Can we say that's it? It probably is. But, yeah, trailers, ahoy, man. Trailers, ahoy. I know I didn't come up with that term. Those of you who know what that term is from, you'll know. I said it unironically. I didn't mean to say it. I hear it all the time. It slipped out of my mouth. Here we go. First trailer to talk about. <laughs> Cocaine bear. Yeah, it's time we talk about this. Based on true events about a bear that had some cocaine that fell out of the sky look okay look i gotta say this because i've been saying this for a long time and cocaine bear perfectly sums it up the hypocrisy within people in special effects cocaine bear a bear takes a bunch of cocaine terrorizes a town big blockbuster coming from sony or is it it's universal or sony i can't remember it's probably universal because why would sony do something so smart and it's like, hey, look at this. It's cool. It's gonna make a. It's gonna make a lot of money. I don't care what anybody says. Cocaine Bear is gonna do really good at the box office. Here's what I have to say though. Cocaine Bear, with its big stars, it's Elizabeth Banks directing. It is going to be a really good movie. It is the same premise, the same type of premise, as films like Sharknado, Lavalanchulas. And Zombievers. But for some reason, the hypocrisy within the people who watch movies is like, those aren't real movies, they're for TV. It's the same thing. If you release the first Sharknado in theaters on the budget that you gave to, to this movie, it would do just as good. But people are, are just people are like, oh, it looks so bad. Yeah, you don't get it. And so I've been preaching since this trailer came out. I've talked about it to people in my real life. This is the same energy as Sharknado. And anybody who knows me, you know Sharknado is my favorite thing to ever exist. I love the concept. I love everything about it. This movie, Cocaine Bear, with its beautiful cast of characters, Carrie Russell for some reason, Alden Ehrenreich, two of my favorite people to work in Star Wars recently. This is what I want. More of these. This is the thing, too, that it's like this movie going to theaters is so cool because it's a comedy, it's a horror movie, it's a survival movie with a low budget where we can actually make our money back. That is freaking sweet. That is like the coolest thing in the world to me where we're actually going to take the time to put this in cinemas. That is so cool. Again, I love all of those things I mentioned. Zombievers, I love Love Alantulas. I, I like less than the other ones. Sharknado is my shit. Cocaine Bear sliding right in there to that slot. 
That's awesome. The trailer was hilarious. It was fun. It was adult. It was graphic. It had everything working for it. It made me smile. It made me laugh. I like it. Cocaine Bear is doing something impressive. It is showing to the world people like shit like this. <laughs> they do. They do. So maybe before the release of this film, we'll do a Sharknado special. Is that something we should look into? Maybe. But man, is that awesome. Just like a CGI bear terrorizing a town with actors you like. How can you not like that? How can you say that's bad? So that was sick. That's going to be a really fun ride. And moving away from there, we have, I guess, more animal-themed stuff because we have our trailer for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. That's right. We've exhausted every other medium of Transformers. We have to go to Beast Wars now. Isn't that amazing? We, we live in a world where there's been like six live-action Transformers movies, a seventh one on the way, with all of those characters that you like and love, and yet it doesn't feel like anything truly happened with the characters yet. It blows my mind. So I, I, I'm thinking this one is supposedly in the Bumblebee mythology, the Beast Wars characters are here. Optimus Primal, Rat Trap. Is there a spider? Queen Arachnia or something? I have never watched Beast Wars. There's a Jaguar one because they showed in the trailer. Or is it a cheetah? It's a big jungle cat one. I've never watched it. No desire to really watch it. And I don't really want to see this movie. Like this trailer, it didn't inspire anything for me. I'm just like, oh yeah, we're still doing these, aren't we? I, I guess we... We have the right to do it, you know, to make money. People like them, right? Bizarre, bizarre. I don't know anymore, man. Like the only thing that really sticks out with me <laughs> is like the memes going around where it's just Optimus Prime saying, let them come. And I'm like, yeah, that's all this movie's come to me now. You know, just stupid shit. This is noise and nothing. I know Bay is not attached to direct it. And he's not really actively involved in any process, but I still think, like, can't we just do, like, a big budget animated thing, you know? Like, the Ninja Turtles are going back to animation. Why can't we do that with, like, all of these shows that were animated? Why do we even need a live-action Transformers? If we gave it, like, an Across the Spider-Verse vibe, wouldn't that work better, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, man. This looks really boring. I, I have no attachment to Rise of the Beast or Beast Wars. Optimus Primal is a great name. Cool. But here's something that is exciting. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm a sucker for Harrison Ford having a good time. I'm a sucker for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I'm a sucker for the Indiana Jones universe. Yes, I have my criticisms of it. But if you're telling me we're getting a good movie about it, I'm all for it. So we got our first trailer trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now that name has to sit with me for a bit longer because just hearing it, I don't think it it sounds great. It sounds a little too like young, if that makes sense, where I'm like Last Crusade. Yep, I got gotcha. you. Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's mature. Temple of Doom. Childish. Dial of Destiny has more of like the childish side of things. But that's okay. This is set in the 60s. Space race Nazi bullshit. That's exciting. Harrison Ford making jokes, cracking the whip, just enjoying himself. That's exciting to see. Uh, no mention of like his kid, which is exciting to see. And there's a couple of just like very interesting shots. So it does, I think more than anything else coming out today, like you feel like the modernization of technology implemented on this movie. 
where it's like, oh, like the actual digital cameras we're using look like the movies filmed on digital. It doesn't have like that style to it. It looks very modern in its technology. And I don't know how I feel about that yet. But the big action sets, they do look big. Do they look Indiana Jones adjacent though? And I get you have to update it because Harrison Ford is 80. You have to update it. I get that completely, but I'm still like not sold on everything, but I'm more excited for this film than I was, you know? Looks like he's having fun. He's riding a horse sometimes, or somebody else is riding a horse with his face on him. It's fine. It looks okay. It does look good, though, if that makes sense. Like, I am skeptical because, you know, they burned a few bridges in the Indiana Jones well, but I don't know. Something about it just it just kindles joy. It just brings me joy to see it. So I hope it's worth it. I think it will be. I don't think it's going to be shitty, if that makes sense. The de-aging technology looks really good. Again, we only saw like a second of it. We didn't see like a full thing going at it, but it feels like we're reaching the perfection of that technology, which is also kind of scary where it's like, now we can just do whatever we want. We could put Audrey Hepburn in any commercial we damn well please. So that kind of scares me and I don't like the way that feels. But it looks like Harrison Ford at that age. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of impressive. I I don't know. I am excited. Everything looks good. The set pieces look good. I, it just doesn't invoke, like, a classic Jones feel to me. And maybe I just have to, like, push that aside to be like, he's 79 when he filmed this. He's going to be 80 when it releases. Relax and just, like, watch it, you know? I feel like that's the mindset I have to go into with this thing. With the Dial of Destiny interesting that would imply like a sundial or something there's de-aging i don't know is it going to be magical it does kind of sound like i've seen a lot of wonders in this world but i don't know about that one good jokes though and it's gonna be fun do we think it's gonna be passing the legacy onto phoebe waller bridge i wouldn't be surprised if she got a spin-off i guess it would depend how well received this is if we're doing the Abner one, that makes sense because we can go back in time. But do we want like a 70s, like like a 70s decade adventure movie? Or do we want to go further back to like the 1910s when Abner would be doing it? I don't know. I don't really know. But it is a fascinating trailer. I'm glad it exists. And I'm super excited to see what this show is going to be. So cool, The Dial of Destiny will be coming to screens June of 2023, and just before that, in the month leading up to The Dial of Destiny, Disney will be having another great month because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be dropping, and they just revealed their first trailer, giving us a look at all of the fun that is, instu- that is instowed on this, this cast of characters. So here's the thing. I'm kind of checked out with Marvel at this point. I said that before. I'll say it again. None of the Ant-Man trailers have invoked confidence in me. I think they all look really boring and generic and shitty. The reason I am curious about this one is solely James Gunn and his dedication to these characters. He's not forcing anything onto them. I think it's going to be a very tragic ending, not in terms of just like, oh man, everyone's dying. It's a sad way. Nobody gets to walk away. I feel more just like, yeah, we're done. You know, some stories come to an end. Some journeys have their finality. 
that's what this feels like. They are heavily implying like the I can't I can't remember like the name of like the the like the weird world zoo thing, the high evolutionary built where all of like his experiments live on. It, it to me it implies like Rocket's gonna get his send off with a happy ending, and he's going to like go away with his little otter Lila, and they're gonna hang out on the on that planet and be happy, have a good time. I feel like somebody else could die, you know? I feel like we're setting up that maybe Nebula will die or maybe Drax will die. But there's moments in the trailer where people are just, you know, screaming, crying, everyone's happy. Rocket's like, we'll all ride together one last time into the great beyond. I'm like, fuck, dude, really? You had to put that in the trailer? How, how emotional are we going to get here? It's intense, it's gripping, High Evolutionary looks really good. Adam Warlock couldn't care less. Way too over-designed, in my opinion. And I'm just kind of checked out on Chris Pratt, so I, I feel like I feel like if he died in this movie, if we killed Peter Quill, nobody is going to like lose sleep over it. I think we've reached like this point where he's nobody's favorite character now, if that makes sense. We're just like, yeah, okay, let's move on. But it, it does look really good. There's a story to tell. There is an empathy to, to bestow. And balls to the wall James Gunn just being like I'm ending my tenure at Marvel on the highest note possible see you bitches later man I got mad respect for him for that just like I'm gonna make the best trilogy and then fuck off to DC mad respect mad respect that is amazing and I'll talk about the Guardians movies when we get closer to their release but those movies are really good like both of them are really good very strong movies my goodness so this looks fantastic. The jokes are funny. The music is great. Oh, I can't remember the name of the band or the song. But it's classic 90s jams, baby. It looks like we're ending on a high note. I'm impressed. Everything is coming up gun. Now what's he going to do with the DC Universe? Not a point of contention we need to get into. But we actually have one more trailer to talk about. Surprisingly, this one kind of came out last minute. And I was like, do I talk about this? Do I need to talk about this movie? Or the show, I, I should say? I guess we could talk about it. It's kind of worth mentioning. The trailer doesn't invoke anything, really, but Gen V, the boys spinoff, the first of what I'd imagine will be possibly multiple, is here. We had, like, a like a 70-second trailer to talk about. Not much of anything. It, it just kind of looked like people talking you know it's like hey here's the characters here's them doing stuff some guy had like puppet powers and there was like a muppet walking around in there clancy brown is in it and and none of that sounds bad to me i'm 100 percent invested in having all of those things happen on screen so that's kind of exciting i like all of that and again like gen v makes sense we're going to a superhero high in a school or in a, in a universe where that actually sounds interesting you know, if we do like, I don't want to shit on Wednesday more than I already have, but like when you say the Adams family is going to a prestigious school, I'm like, who gives a shit? But you're like, the boys universe has an academy where they train people to be brainwashed in pieces of shit. I'm like, yeah, I buy that. I can 100% get into that shit. So let's see what you got for me. I'm interested. I'm interested. That puppet guy is the most interesting to me so far, just because that's who I am on the inside. Just a puppet of a man. Am I a Muppet of a man or am I a manly Muppet? You know, classic conundrum we all have to solve. Well, that's cool. Next year that comes out, that's going to be very exciting. Can't wait to see that. And it's going to be really fun. Very much interested in all of that. A lot of good stuff. Like, next year, 
It's a lot of shit, like Cocaine Bear, Transformers, three Marvel movies, an Indiana Jones movie, a boys spinoff, the Flash movie just got moved up a week. Oh, let's talk about this too, actually. Let's talk about this too, because I find this utterly fascinating and definitely worth talking about. It just kind of came out like today or the other day. Black Adam is going to lose like $100 million. Here's the thing, again, it's just Warner Brothers Discovery being such a stick in the mud up their own ass kind of bullshit people. You you don't make a movie just expecting it to make a billion. That sucks. Marvel Studios earned their right to have that happen. But the fact that Dwayne Johnson and Warner Brothers were like, well, it's Black Adam, superhero movies make money, and, and Superman's at the end. We're going to break even and make a bunch of money. It's like, no, you're not. None of your none of these things are proven, and nobody knows what any of this is. So it failed immensely, and it deserved to fail because it's a really bad movie. And everything sucks, and I hope I hope he doesn't do another one. You had your chance, Dwayne, okay? It, it wasn't good. You killed Stargirl for this shit. I hate you. I hate everything. Life's unfair. Let's take a break and come back to talk about Christmas. <laughs> Anyways, has anybody here seen Violent Night, the new David Harbour Santa Die Hard parody movie? I recommend checking it out. It's one of those films that's like, hey, the mid-budget holiday film could come back in big ways. The action's pretty good. The story's compelling enough. The jokes are really fun. And it plays with the Christmas theme well, which is something I like to see. And I, I just want more like that. You know, give me like a good 30 million movie that just does good shit. I like that. He's a good Santa. John Leguizamo was pretty fun in it. Beverly D'Angelo shows up. I'm like, what the fuck is she doing here? This is, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. It's also kind of like why I wanted to do this video. Because look, the holiday season is full of classics. You got the movies you go back to all the time. You know, I always watch It's a Wonderful Life. I love watching uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Those are the ones I really like. I know people like, you know, some more modern ones. Elf is a big one in today's society. I get that. But I'm also just like, well, how come we, we don't really have any new ones that stick? Can you remember, like, the last icon of Christmas made for, like, film or television that stuck? That was, like, even just, like, a parody of a character? Don't tell me it's Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, because it's not. That never happened. Nobody remembers that. Even if they make a TV show, nobody remembers that. So what is it? What What is the one that is stuck? It's Elf. And that was like 20 years ago at this point. None of them have really stuck since then. Maybe Iron Man 3 is a stretch, but come on, we both know it's not. So I was like, well, let's, let's take some of the tropes that you see this holiday season and we're going to stick them into making a new Christmas icon, as well as we're going to end things talking about an original character I made that I love and adore, and you can see more about her eventually, but we'll get to that at the end, because we have a couple other ones to talk about at first. So, I figured we'd start here with a big deal, in my opinion, and that is just, what do you do with Santa? Santa has kind of been through everything, there's been multiple iterations of the character, even now we just had John McClane Santa, which is a really fun movie. But I was like, what if we go a step further? And then this took me down another rabbit hole with another character I, I would like to talk about. So here's my first thing, Detective Santa. I want to do like an old school noir thriller, your classic Maltese Falcon, the big goodbye type of stuff. 
where it's just taking Santa, old Saint Nick. He's at the North Pole. Maybe he's not even. Let's let's say he's not even at the North Pole. He's delivering some presents in Chicago or like a big like a big city somewhere where there's a crime and he witnesses a murder doesn't know what happened or maybe like the wish is like some kids like I wish I knew what happened to my mom she went missing he's like well I guess I gotta solve this crime now so Santa dresses up as an old school dick walks down the streets of Chicago trying to find out what happened to this kid's mom wouldn't that be badass like this the one thing this kid wants the best kid in the world the happiest kid they ever lived had everything they want it's like my mom's been missing I want to know what happened to her then you could go to like a holiday themed like you know investigation where it's like oh man it's christmas people are posing as santa pretending to be him committing crimes as santa maybe got to go to like some holiday themed party hear the christmas music all about him you know just like this guy who's suddenly invested and swept up in like this insane world and now it's to deal with a bunch of crazy shit it's the perfect theme for the holiday season because the thing about christmas is in in itself it is its like own theme but it's also like not genre specific so you could take like the premise of christmas the lights oh just imagine what you could do with all like the flickering lights and like stars and shadows and tinsel in like a black and white noir thriller about santa trying to figure stuff out you could call it like big red or like candy cane lane would be a good one oh that'd be so cool just like have him just like have to investigate this now that'd be so sick and then that led me to another rabbit hole, which was this idea I had. What about just like a like a private eye or like a gumshoe that works at the North Pole and solves North Pole related crimes? So I'm like, well, D- Detective Santa is just Detective Santa in the real world. What if there was like a specific person who ran the workload at the North Pole? This particular person, I called them Nikki North or Nicholas North, depending on what sex or gender you want to go to. And you could just have them be like, okay, they work at the North Pole. The elves come to them for help. Like, hey, my buddy Gumball has been missing for like a month. Nobody knows where he is. Hey, I think my wife is having an affair with Blitzen or something. You know, it's like that kind of shit. Maybe even Mrs. Claus is like, something's up with Santa. He's being all secretive. I don't know what it is. You take those themes and you could even make, you could make Nick, Nikki North an elf if you wanted to. But I think just like an adult person is way more compelling. (laughs) Just like somebody whose specific job is to be there. They could, I guess they could even be like an elf who just couldn't like hack it. Just being like a present maker is like, I see the problems in our society, man. I'm going to help people figure them out. You know, just like, I hate the taste of milk and cookies. Just like really bitter about being there. Or even just like like works for like an agency that like helps out like all holiday themed things so they work for like maybe like they even they even go around to help like easter and halloween and valentine's day related crimes but there's like i hate christmas the most it's when my my like my partner or like my wife or my husband died on christmas day and never really got resolved issues for that so santa calls me for help and suddenly i have to help him on this case like some of that bullshit oh wouldn't that be funny that would be so cool just so stupid i love it i just want more like old school noir films to like research and 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 in like proper forms not just like a parody of it well these are both parodies of it but not just like an homage to it like make a proper one like get right into it we have it sometimes happen but let's really put our boots to the ground and try to make one you know i think that'd be so cool 
So those are my pitches for you. You got Nikki North, the detective of the North Pole, and you got Detective Santa coming in hot. Now, another common thing that you see around this holiday season is people who are Christmas haters. They, they hate the holiday season. They hate all this stuff. So I was like, what about the, the fairy tale, like, idea of the Grinch, this guy who just hated the holiday season, they took it away from this town, and let's like morph that into something new. Let's update that for modern audiences. I'm going to give you this character named Swift Gift. Swift Gift is like the Hamburglar, but for Christmas gifts. Essentially, what the, what Swiss, Swift, Swift Gift does... Say that three times fast. Swift Gift. Swift Gift. Yeah, it's hard. Swift Gift. What they do... They break into your home, they open up your presents, they say, oh, you're getting an iPhone 14? That's lame. You don't deserve this. Society is corrupt. I'm giving you an old, like, iPhone 6X or 6 Plus or whatever it was. That sucks. Just taking what you're getting, like, a present of already and giving you a worse or a knockoff version of it, like, oh, you're getting a Ninja Turtle action figure? What about this weird Mexican bootleg that's just like a, a like a fucking Power Ranger painted green with like an orange bandana on it? You know, just like taking the thing you're already getting and making a worse one for you so you are forced to think about how much society sucks. It's just like this, this bitter old fuck who's just like, I hate everybody getting this shit. Nobody deserves it. Oh, you want like a gift card for like a massage place? Not too bad. You're just getting one to your dentist. <laughs> you know? Just the worst shit imaginable. Be awesome. Swift gift. I, I love it. Because, again, you got to make one that just, like, hates it. And even they could learn a lesson. But I just want more like, this guy's just a prick. Comes into your house. Sees you're getting something nice. Oh, a remote, remote control car. That's so cool. You don't deserve it, though. You're a bad kid. Here's just like a little wind-up one that's from like the 80s that doesn't work anymore. And you put it back in the same box, you wrap it up again, and that's what the kid unboxes. And you're like, what the hell is this? What is this lame gift that means nothing and has nothing going for it? <laughs> oh, it's fun. I have fun here. Swift gift. I love it. If anybody wants to design Swift gift for me, like a Christmas burglar that comes into your house and gives you like knockoff toys, bootleg toys, or just like the, the worst version of something. Oh, you want an iPad? Here's an iPad mini with like a busted screen. <laughs> just, just fuck you. Just fuck you. Consumerism, the anti-consumer. Just like, oh, you need the newest product? I'm going to give you the worst version. You're welcome. I think that's funny. It's funny to me, and that's all that matters. So that's what we're doing here. I think it's hilarious. Moving away from Swift Gift, though, let's talk about the superheroes of the world. Because superheroes are awesome. Sometimes you get Christmas-themed superheroes. Sometimes you don't. I wanted to come up with a superhero that could work for Christmas. So I was like, well, let's not think too hard about this one. Reindeer Man. Yeah, we have animal men all over the place. We have Spider-Man and Ant-Man. What about a reindeer man? Just the man of the powers of a magical reindeer. He can fly. He's kind of strong. His head is like built strong so he can headbutt stuff. Maybe like he shoots like magic out of his fingers that are like lights up and stuff. Don't, don't think too hard about it. Okay, the more we think about it, the worse it is. But I'm not even talking about like one of the reindeers come to life. Just, just, a, just a fucking reindeer man. There's like a guy who has like the powers of the reindeer, can do no wrong, very strong, can fly. Don't overthink it. 
just like a guy who's a reindeer saves Christmas themed stuff. You can give him like a villain that could just be like a Krampus analog or even Swift Gift could be his arch enemy. Like, you know, reindeer man versus Swift Gift. That could be fun. He could fight like a mutated polar bear or something. Just a guy who with the powers of the magical reindeer that pulls Santa's sleigh. Not, and maybe he has to like pull like cars out of ditches or something because there's so much snow. <laughs> and that's what he does. He's like, all in the day's work, man. And he flies off to going, ha ha ha, or he he he, or hoo hoo hoo. Something stupid like that. Wouldn't that be great? Now, just sticking to like the superhero theme for a second, this one is just like, I was watching, I was watching Violent Night and I was trying to think of like, okay. We're doing Die Hard. What's something else we could do? If like suddenly Santa movies were like the hot topic, like what's something we could do? I came up with like following, following like a trilogy of movies for a Santa in the like in the in like the vein of Frank Miller doing Batman. So you have Santa Year One, the origin of Santa, where he starts off. He's like in his first year, the first time he comes to people's houses. People don't really know what he is. He sees that some people don't like him. That's how Krampus is born, and that becomes his arch enemy. And then you just have, like, okay, so this we see, like, how he gets the reindeer, how he gets the sleigh, how he gets the magical sack, how he gets to the North Pole, how he builds his fortress of solitude. Then you just have, like, the modern-day one where it's just, like, a normal story about Santa doing stuff. And then you get the, Santa, like, the Dark Claws Returns, which is, just like, an old, bittered Santa in the future like i've retired the new generation of santa is taking over but they need me to come in and save the world one last time just making santa into like the superhero analog the world wants him to be which is hey let's be real plausible and cool <laughs> which would be so funny and silly but not unexpected so santa year one who wants to see it i do like I said, I really like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I'm trying to think of, like, something in that style that we could do, and I didn't want to just do, like, you know, another reindeer or a Yeti or something, all that stuff. It all happens. People do that, and I was like, Heat Miser and all that stuff, that's already done, and everybody has it, so let's do, like, a little stop-motion-y, like, cloth little character thing, and I decided to make one a snowman. But it's not a snowman, it's a snow girl, because that works better for marketing. So we have Snowflake the snow girl. She is a magical little snow person trying to find her way back to the North Pole for the power of friendship. So she is just like a magical snowflake who exists in the North Pole. Then the winds pick up and she floats away from her family and she is, lands on some random person's front yard with like a little kid somewhere. The snowflake is suddenly like rolled up into a ball and because she's a magic snowflake, she turns the snow girl that the girl makes into a real snow girl. And then it's like a Frosty Rudolph parody where it's like, I have to find a way to get back home to the North Pole. I'm a magical snow girl. Is that anything? <laughs> is that anything i asked the audience listening maybe i just thought it'd be kind of silly you know like well, we have to do one where it's like the power of christmas will bring you home it's like yeah there you go fucking snow girl it's kind of fun i didn't think much of it i was like that's kind of fun like but my i kind of just wanted to like do this list just to talk about the last one i wanted to talk about but that one's kind of fun so let's talk about my second last one here which I'll be honest, I have no real connection to this one. 
I, I, I pretty much am putting it on this list because of the name I came up with. I was like, come on, Christmas has a bunch of music. Let's try to make some new. How do you, as a person living in 2022, update a Christmas song for all audiences? That's right. Hip hop rap stylings. That's right. How do you do that? Easy. You get a magical elf voiced by a talented singer who is going to change the world and reinvent Christmas for the modern era through new Christmas tunes. Just a magical elf who's a little bit different than everybody else. You know, maybe she just feels differently. She's like, I like Christmas, but it's just so stuck in the past. We have to make it cool and relevant again. Nothing's working. She has to save Christmas at the North Pole. That's right. Missy Elfiet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I said that. Missy Elfiet. Yep. That's that's all I got. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. Uh, I don't know. I, I I had a really bad idea for like how do you reinvent like the, the Christmas music? We don't really go into like that. It's all like you know, hey baby, things are bad outside, so stay in here with me. I'm Frank Sinatra or Ben Crosby, and everybody's having a good time this white Christmas. But I'm like, fuck that. Missy Elfiet, she's gonna sing, you know, you know, <laughs> work it, you know, the song "Work It" by Missy Elfiet. Well, that's actually, <clears throat> excuse me, that's actually about Christmas. Like, work it. It's not. It's not about. It's not about you know doing things with a, you know, like a man. It's it's about you know just having like a good Christmas time. Like, work it, man. Like, let's work it. Let's work. Is it worth it? Let me work it. You know, Missy Elfiet, saving Christmas one one good like rap song at a time. Nobody hate me for that one, please. Please just, please just don't don't say anything. Don't tell anybody I said that. Please let let's forget I even said that. <laughs> but the reason I wanted to do this list was because it's a little bit of self promotion. So as I said before, I am on Substack. You can read all my short stories there, including the first short story and what will be an ongoing series of short stories from my original creation, Sylvie Bell. Now, who is Sylvie Bell? Well, she is the thumbnail of this video, and I'll put some more pictures all over social media about her. Sylvie Bell is the reason I did this list, because when I was coming up with like ideas, I was like, okay... Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, but for Christmas. So Sylvie Bell is the Christmas queen. She has come to my Substack and she has said, I'm going to write some blog posts for you on there. We'll talk about how you like host a great Christmas party. We'll talk about fun stuff like that. She is just the Christmas connoisseur who loves all things Christmas, is just sweet, fun, and adorable, and loves being a part of that world. And she wrote a blog post for you to read all about how to host a good Christmas party. I thought it was really fun. And it's such a cool character. I just couldn't say no. I had a commission made. I had an idea in my head like, okay, white hair, big bulky Christmas sweater. That's actually like the dress and just a really fun, cool lady. So I made Sylvie Bell and she is the Elvira of Christmas and she's adorable and fun and cute. And there is merch available. So if you are interested in seeing anything from Sylvie Bell, there is some merch available. <laughs> I love her. She's just sweet and fun and a cool character that I decided to create. 
And it's a fun little story that I wrote from her perspective. It's enjoyable. It's fun. And to me, it's like, let's create a new Christmas icon. Do something that Christmas desperately needs. And that is just like, it's magical girl that lives in the real world that talks about how good Christmas is. You know, like, I know Elvira's not like a, a Halloween icon, but she is an icon of Halloween and all the scary stuff. So why not do that for something Christmassy? So let's let's have it. Sylvie Bell, if we can spread her around, have people talk about her, maybe actually get something going with Sylvie. Could be pretty fun. Could be kind of cool. She's an icon. I want to make her an icon. I want her to become like a staple of this channel around Christmas time. I want to see her become a bigger name. Sylvie Bell, so check out her story on Substack. It's very fun, very cute. And this character will be returning to the channel a few times. Hopefully forever and all time. She's not going away. She's awesome. Sylvie Bell. I love it. Love all of it. And that's this video. Again, shorter episode of the Geek Wave this time, but it's it's Christmas time. Let's support each other. Let's talk about it. And Sylvie Bell is pretty adorable and fun. So I don't have any recommendations. Just read my Substack because you need to see Sylvie Bell in the full to get a glimpse of her majesty. But thank you guys for listening to this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Hive, and I will catch you in the next one. Have fun, stay safe, happy holidays, you filthy animals, and good luck.